Okay, there's a commercial, shout out. Um, then I'm very dramatic. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad my brothers aren't here. Talk about <laughs> rolling their eyes, yes. I, I mean, I knew this, but I didn't find this out. And then I need outlets like poems and songs. And I have kind of a love-hate relationship with these uh, personality tests. But I went to Tim's class, took the Myers-Briggs uh, test. Some of you were in there, raise your hand, come on. It was a great class. And in that, I found out that I'm an INFP. I think that means introvert. Can't remember what the N means. Uh, intuitive, see? A feeler and perceptive. And at least that test, it's, it's a little kinder, I think. It says, you know, I'm always looking for the good. I'm a dreamer. Duh, you think? <laughs> that I'm calm, but I have an inner flame and an inner passion. Um, I even thought my daughters and I always say, like the uh, Kathleen Kelly in one of the movies who she says several times in the movie, I'm just difficult. <laughs> I mean, I already knew I was a right brain person. If you don't know if you're right brain or left brain, if you love glitter, raise your hand. Oh, me. You're right brain. If you hate glitter, you're a left brain. <laughs> I was looking that up on the, online today just to kind of get some more ideas of uh, right brain, left brain, what that looks like. It's hilarious, the, the one visual I found. Uh, the right brain is all these colors of the rainbow, and it says peace, love, hope, happiness, joy. And then the left brain, all black and white. Uh, it, it's, it's true, you know. I, I seriously thought about sewing a bunch of paper together and making myself some wings for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm that girl. Um, but I knew all that, and I even listened to a lot of music to try to find the answer uh, to this. And I like to think that I'm a little bit like Rocky Balboa, one of my favorite movies. I'm a fighter, Adrian. That's just the way I was made. But once again, like Kathleen Kelly, if I could come back, if I could have had a comeback, I mean, I wish I'd have had a comeback with this verse, because according to what God says, I'm his handiwork, and the Greek word for this is poem, P-O-I-E-M-A, where we get our word poem, and it means a work of masterful creativity, so this is really the best answer, my favorite answer, you and I. We are God's epic poetry to the world. And I love that. I remember, I work at a school, in case you can't tell, teach art in an elementary school. It's a Title I school. Um, we have about 750 to 800 students. And um, since I teach art, I have all of the, all of the students. And uh, several years ago, I remember a reading coach standing up in a faculty meeting, and she was kind of a wordy person, if you know what I mean, had a lot to say, and 
it was the end of the day. We were all tired, worn out, and but I remember her saying this line, children need poetry every day. And you could just see the teacher's eyes rolling, glazed over, talk about, I don't have time for that. But that really stuck with me because I thought, well, what is the purpose of poetry? What is the purpose of any work of masterful creativity? And it kind of reminded me of a day last year. Most of you know, I had a pretty rough year last year at school. I almost quit, but instead, I just took a leave of absence. But it was in the middle of the day, it's lunchtime, and I'm looking for a painting to show the afternoon classes. And like every good dreamy art teacher, I'm teaching by flying by the seat of my pants, kind of like I do everything. <laughs> and I just open this old book of paintings and I start looking through them. And I can remember I just kind of sat down on the floor and it literally like stopped me in my tracks, like a little crack of light had come into that day. And it wasn't that the circumstances had changed, because they hadn't. I still was going to have four more classes, first and fifth graders. Those are the toughest, I'll tell you. But all of a sudden, it brought some light into that dark day. And it had been feeling kind of like Alexander's horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> and it kind of gave me some hope, thinking, maybe I can do this. It changed me, the way I was thinking and feeling, and it made me come a little more alive that day. Isn't God just telling us, hey, just be light, even if it's just a little crack of light. Hey, that's planting seeds, that's bringing hope. And don't think like I'm tempted to at times. Is my purpose over? Did my purpose die when Steve died? But another conversation, notice conversations, <laughs> another conversation that actually it wasn't even a conversation because it was all one-sided, but pretty soon after Steve was gone, I went to church, and you gotta love church. I mean, the wonderful weird things that happen at church, it's like no place else, and I do say that with love, because I love the church worldwide, and especially our church at Bay Area. But I'm standing around after church, after the sermon, and we're all just kind of talking and visiting with people and in the auditorium, and this little elderly man walks up to me. I think he was a visitor. And he kind of gets in my personal space bubble, which as a teacher, we like to know, have our personal space bubble. And someone later said they thought he had dementia. I gotta tell you, I think he might have been an angel. But he walks up to me and he says, one thing, you still have work to do. I mean, talk about stopping you in your tracks. Once again, my art teacher kind of notes, 
pink, arrows, bubbles. <laughs> That's the way I think, people. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we still have a purpose. I still have a purpose. There are people in our path every single day who need light and hope, who need to be feel like they can come alive again. Um, there's pain in every pew. There's loneliness in every neighborhood. There's brokenness in every family. I do morning car line duty at my school. And literally the kids have to just come by where I'm standing every morning, you moms in car line. Give us, give us teachers some love. We know it's tough, but anyway, just this week I had three little babies get out of their cars and they are just crying their little hearts out for various reasons, all kinds of reasons. And we had a trainer come in yesterday and we were talking about just all the heartbreak some of these children go through. And, and she said, you know, you think we have a hard time dealing with the stuff of this world. These are just little people and they're having to deal with all this. And they are literally on the sidewalk coming at me right on my path. And I've been tempted to think my purpose is over. And I think maybe you've had times where you're, you've had the thought, is my purpose over or what is my purpose? And they are literally in the pew with you or the house next to you or the cubicle beside you. Is it gonna be easy? Probably not. One of the moms who was coming into school yesterday, speaking of, on the sidewalk, yeah, my life is school right now, a lot of it. And she's walking down the sidewalk and she had on this t-shirt and I saw the front of it and it had these, uh, in big bold letters it said, tough, determined, brave. And she's always so, positive and smiling and cheerful and stops to talk to us, which I hate to say is kind of the opposite of most of the parents that come through our car line. But I said, "Where? I love that t-shirt. Where did you get it? She said, I think, I think I got it on the base and we were talking a little bit. But as she walked away in smaller print, the back of her t-shirt said, it's gonna take a different kind of courage. And I want to close with the last page in this book, Wonder. Because from the beginning of this book, you kind of wonder how he's going to survive at middle school and just the, the challenges he has. Um, or if even he does survive it. And it took a lot of people to cheer this little boy on, Augie his teachers, his parents, spoiler alert, he makes it. <laughs> and I've had a few days like that where I've had to wonder, am I gonna survive this? And I have to say thank you to all of you who've been God's poetry to me and who are being God's poetry to the world. The Walk Home. We walked to our house for cake and ice cream after the reception. Jack and his parents and his little brother 
Summer and her mother. It was one of those great June days when the sky is completely blue and the sun is shining, but it isn't so hot that you wish you were on the beach instead. It was just the perfect day. Everyone was happy. I still felt like I was floating and hearing the Star Wars hero music in my head. He had won an award at school. I walked with Summer and Jack and we just couldn't stop cracking up. Everything made us laugh. We were in that giggly kind of mood where all someone has to do is look at you and you start laughing. I heard Dad's voice up ahead and looked up. He was telling everyone a funny story as they walked down the avenue. The grown-ups were all laughing too. It was like Mom always said, Dad could be a comedian. I noticed Mom wasn't walking with a group of grown-ups, so I looked behind me. She was hanging back a bit, smiling to herself, like she was thinking of something sweet. She seemed happy. I took a few steps back and surprised her by hugging her as she walked. She put her arm around me and gave me a squeeze. Thanks for making me go to school, Mom, I said quietly. She hugged me close and leaned down and kissed the top of my head. Thank you, Augie, she answered softly. For what? For everything you've given us, she said. For coming into our lives, for being you. She bent down and whispered in my ear, you really are a wonder, Augie. You are a wonder. How awesome is she? I know. I love her, love her, love her. So um, I just want to remind you, I still have the journal that you and Destiny journal back and forth in like fifth grade, fourth no grade. No way. Yes, it is the most precious thing ever. So Marsha would journal to Destiny and Destiny would journal back. And it was just, because I'm not creative at all. Like I can't barely draw a circle. And that's okay because they put God puts people like Marsha in our lives, right, to um, entertain our children. <laughs> so um, thank you. That was awesome. I love it. And we just have a few minutes, and I'm going to introduce um, to you next our breakout leader coordinator. But I did want to say this really quick because Marsha had me thinking. Um, one of my favorite speakers is Les Brown, and um, if you haven't ever had a chance to listen to any of his speeches you need to just google it he's there but he says this just take a moment close your eyes think about the last day that you're here on this earth think about all the people that will be surrounding you think about hundreds of people okay and then think about what if you didn't go after your purpose or your passion or what god had planned for you none of those people would be there so we kind of owe it to God to go after what he's put in our hearts. And that's my tip for today. Um, I'm going to introduce to you Carol Romandi. She is, again, one of my amazing friends of 28 years. She's going to be our breakout leader and tell you what to do. Okay, so on your um, name tag, there is a little picture. That is the group that you're going to be in this evening for our breakout groups. Um, we have 13 different groups tonight. If I can get the breakout group leaders to stand in the back, and before you leave to go to your group leaders, if you could grab one of the bags off of the card in the back that will have some snacks and water 
for your groups. All right, so once, once you look at your name tag and you see the picture on it, I'm gonna give you uh, who you're gonna go with and what room you're going to go to. So if you have a seahorse on your uh, name tag, you are going to be in Meredith Manley's group, and you are going to be in room 703. If you have a sandpiper on your name tag, you are going to be in Rodalyn's group, and you're going to be in room 708. If you have a stingray on your tag, you will be in Catherine Webster's group, and you'll be in room 702. And if you have a dolphin on your tag, you will be in Teresa Vaughn's group, and you'll be in room 730. For those of you who have a seashell on your tag, you'll be in Maria's, Maria 